Welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Little Falls Christian Center. Father, we're very excited about tonight. We know that your spirit is going to move. We know you're going to touch a lot of people. We are very, very glad and joyful about it because it's written that the joy of the Lord is your strength. So therefore, let us all give you a praise offering in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Come on, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Now I will do what I wanted to do. Everybody, please take your seats. The band can take a rest, but please don't go away. I need you at short notice. And um, this afternoon, while praying for this evening, as the final weekend and service before the week of Pentecost, as we began, I started praying for the service. Um, the, I said to Maud in the bedroom, there came upon me such a presence of God in that study where I was busy praying, I tell you something. And I walked out there like this. And I said, Lord, just don't take this away from me. And then that lifted. Uh, after a while, you get busy with things like uh, getting ready for the church and the road. But now when you sing that last song, there it is again. So I'm standing here. It actually feels a most wonderful, glorious feeling to feel the Spirit of God on you now. So that is very, very good. We are in the final night. Now, I'm going to do something. I'm going to turn it around towards the end of the service. I'll share a scripture and a specific statement so that you are ready to go into Pentecost. Is that right? So instead of doing it first, we're doing it last. But now, what's going on here? First and foremost, as we look at Pentecost, we have been over the weeks gone by, doing certain things. We had the people, uh, yeah, you've seen now, baptized. And you know, when you get baptized, you leave that old man behind. Just, you know, we were baptized into the Lord's death, that just as he was raised from the dead, even so we should live. Resurrection power. And Romans chapter 7 says, in the newness of the Holy Spirit. So a life begins for those people that were here. And uh, I want to say to you tonight, this is very, very important, the baptism. And I remember so very clearly in the year of 1981, it was the month of September when I finally got baptized. Having been a believer for a time, I just didn't go near that baptismal pool. And I know that night in September, it happened to me. And uh, then immediately, the Lord filled me with all these Spirit. It's just an amazing thing. Just an amazing thing. I was uh, reminded today that uh, as I was praying, it came up into my mind. In those days, I used to uh, work at the SABC and read news there. And I would read for the old Springbok radio, Radio Highfelt, Radio 5, 
and uh, sometimes for the all-night service of Radio South Africa in those days. And uh, so when, I, when uh, I was working there, one night on my way to the studio, I heard the word Arnold Taylor. Now, Arnold Taylor, Taylor was a boxing, world boxing champion of South Africa. And, uh, you know, just this, this very energetic young man. Yeah, I judged him about um, 34, for he was born in 1943. Um, so he's about 33 years old. Um, yeah, about rather 33 years old when he had this, this in, uh, situation where he actually boxed for the world championship. But now I've forgotten about him and had gone on in that night. He is now world champion, all of that. And, uh, you know, the, there's a, a big thing in the country and then it all simmers down. The weeks go by and so on and so forth, month or two or three, however long. And uh, one night there at the SABC, uh, that was in the year of uh, 2022. It was in the month of November. Uh, no, I'm sorry, not 2022. Uh, it was 19, uh, just hold on, 1981. It was in the month of November. And in the 22nd of November, it was then that something happened. And so... I went to read news there at the SABC, get this thing right now, and uh, as I'm, I'm walking in the studio, I'm there, and I'm, I hear this word, Arnold Taylor. And I thought, okay, wait a minute now, Arnold Taylor. But from nowhere, I'm not even thinking of him. It's a forgotten thing in my mind now. I'm not thinking there. I was very excited to serve the Lord already, and uh, so on, and I hear the word, Arnold Taylor. I ignore it. And I go on, and as I, you go sit down in the studio, you collect your news from the news desk upstairs on the first floor inside that SABC tall building. You go in there, get your news bulletin, and you work through it as you walk down the long passages towards the studio that's allocated. I walk in there, and it's all computerized. You walk, you sit down, and you wait three, two, one, you watch the clock, and boom, the red light goes on, all computerized, actually, by computer, and uh, I begin to read the news. As I take that thing in my hand, it was like about, like I would say, if you take this A4, and you make it A5, about that size, the bulletin, and I've got it like that. So I've got to read now. As I want to start reading, I hear Arnold Taylor. And I thought, okay, Arnold Taylor. And then uh, I go a little bit further. I read through the news. I put those papers down. You have a special box. You put it in there. They come and collect it again. I sign it off. I was there. And as I put it in there, Arnold Taylor. I go home. And uh, as I arrive at home, in the car and at home, Arnold Taylor. So now I'm a young, young believer, very young believer. I've been filled with the Holy Spirit. Don't know what to do with that. So I get... To bed that very night Arnold Taylor uh, was killed in a motor car, motor car accident so there I learned that there's another voice now talking to me there I learned to distinguish between that voice and the voice now so we don't know when these things happen to us but what we do know is I believe he was, he was a believer 
by what I could remember of him. Because he spoke about that, the hand of the Lord being right on his shoulder, things like that, statements like that. He was a fascinating young boxer, and I remember that very clear. So I remember the night that he fought, and there was a man called Roberto Anea that he fought against. And finally, they get one Nick gets knocked out, the other one, this one, that one. Finally, he knocked out that guy, and he was the winner, declared world champion. But now he's dead. And I realized that this is a serious, serious affair. I'd witness children in the uh, lake there in um, West Dean with a bus going off the bridge there, just, just close to our Rao or Johannesburg University, and the bus went over, and many kids were, were dead. They died. And out of their suitcases, when they got them out of the water, there was little Bibles that they took to school. And I was very deeply touched because that was my prayer zone at that time of my life that I worked on that side of Johannesburg in the early days. So when people go through this life, nothing you want to do more is to, number one, tonight's just about that, repent of all sin in your life. The second thing, after repentance of sin, now comes the baptism. Would you all stand with me, please? Everybody in this place. Do you understand that when we were crucified with Christ, something or someone that was crucified with Christ has to be buried and placed in the grave? What was crucified? Because here we are alive. We're crucified with Christ. Our old man had to die so that sin could never again have the upper hand, dominate our lives, be superior to us in any way whatsoever. It is a time of enormous empowerment. From there came this Arnold uh, Taylor, came that whole story in my life. And I never forget that. I just never forget that. Uh, I think I got all my dates right there, but it's never forgotten by me. And it was just part. That's where God started talking to me after the baptism. Now, I was seeking the Holy Spirit before anybody even laid hands on me. I was full of the Holy Spirit, started talking in tongues automatically. Just automatically. I didn't quite know how. I didn't know. I just got a little book there at the time of Frederick uh, Casey Price, Fred Price. And uh, How to Be Filled with the Spirit of God, read the book. And I thought, well, that's good. That's, that's how it is. And uh, read a few books on How to Be Filled with the Spirit. And I thought maybe they could lay hands on me. But it happened to be North Tiff in a magistrate's home where I got filled with the Spirit. Now you, standing here. Only react if I point to your specific or you specific. How many of you were baptized in this place in water just like that? So that your entire spirit, soul, and body leaves this old world and the old nature behind. And you want to serve God then in the newness of the Spirit. Can you see how many of you, can I see how many of you were actually baptized like that? Wow, that's incredible. Now, only you, nobody else, only you. The rest must remain standing. Please stand, sit quickly. And the rest remain standing. Remain standing. All the rest remain standing. Don't sit. There are people sitting down. Don't sit if you don't. All right. Can I ask you to come to me, please? Right now. Just come to me. All of you. Just come. Wherever you are, just come to the front. They're walking out. Thank you. Give the Lord a praise of you. Amen. You know, 
I, I, I'm amazed the last time too was so many young people. Give the Lord a praise offering for that. <laughs> Hallelujah. So many young people. And they are here. And I'm going to ask Pastor Rudolph, come forward, please. Take that mic. You're going to make a prayer like a Saturday morning for the youth of this nation. Everybody. I think we should pray. Uh, stand with that prayer. Everybody just stand like you are and listen to him. Ladvai. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we lift up the youth of this nation. Father, this is a serious matter. Father, you know what they're going through. And we raise up our petitions unto you this night. That, Father, revival shall break through over the youth of this yes. nation. That, Lord, that they shall return back to the house of God. Yes. That, Father, even where there is a fatherless generation, they will come to the true and perfect Father, knowing them in their hearts, and that your Spirit will lead them to the house of God. We pray, Father, right now, and we call them in. We pray, Lord Jesus, that the fire of God will be released over this youth of this nation. We pray, Father, for those that are in addiction, those that are in bondages, those that are backslidden that do not know anything from truth. We pray, Lord, that you would send forth your angels to go and fetch them, Lord Jesus. We pray, Father, tonight as a congregation, we lift up this prayer tonight and that the fire of God will raise up a standard against the enemy this night. And we pray, Father, that revival shall break through over this generation and that the glory of the Lord shall raise over them and they shall go out and heal the sick, cast out demons, raise the dead and declare the goodness of God over their lives and we pray Father right now that the house shall be filled with the presence and the glory of the Lord because the youth is serious in this hour and they shall be filled with God's Spirit and we pray Father that revival shall break forth in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Now your second job. Are you ready for the second job? I want you to take all of them and tell them about the baptism. Take, take them to the other side. Just follow this young pastor. Did you like that? Just go there. Follow that young man. This is wonderful. This is just wonderful. Amen. Now you may be seated. That's a young powerhouse, that one. Amen. Amen. I got, me, I got me some very good leaders which I've raised up and trained. And he has, I've known his parents before he was born. In fact, his mother was secretary that time in the SABC for me and uh, followed me the moment I wanted to start the Bible school, she said, I'm coming with, and I'll work for you there. And she did. So it was Maud and, and me and, of course, uh, Erika. Now, they got married. Erika and Martin got married. We attended their, their wedding. And then after that, to, him, to them, he was born Rudolf. And Rudolf is a prayer warrior and a preacher of note. Give him a praise. Of, give the Lord a praise of Amen. 
Now, I know the youth wants to go wild. I know about that. You know. So the first thing they had to do was to get filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, well, repent of sin, be baptized, get filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, we know to be full of the Holy Spirit is exactly like the day of Pentecost. On the day of Pentecost, when they were all in one accord, some 120 people praying down there all time, they calling upon the name of the Lord, they praying uh, during those 10 days since Jesus ascended into heaven, and suddenly there came a sound as of a mighty rushing wind, which filled the place where they were seated. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Peter said, these men are not drunk as you suppose because they must have staggered around under the power, huge presence, the birth of the church there, 3,000 saved, few words spoken and a very short sermon by the apostle uh, Peter, the chief of the, the apostles that the Lord appointed, the leader of the apostles. And uh, he spoke there and he said, repent therefore every one of you and be baptized and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now that's very interesting. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for this promise is to you and to your children and to those who are afar off. Stand everybody again for me now. Everybody in this place, I love you all. Jacques, all of you, do you trust me? Okay, now that to me is very important. People trust me, then I could never fail them. So, how many of you can raise your hand and say, I'm talking in tongues? I'm speaking to God just like that in tongues. I'm full of the Holy Spirit this night. I'm so glad that the Lord saved me. I was baptized. I am full of the Holy Spirit now, and I can speak in tongues any moment I want to. For a moment, a half a minute, speak in tongues, everybody. That's right. Now listen to that. Hallelujah. Well, you had a little bit of a, uh, uh, if you haven't been speaking in other tongues yet, then, well, you know, we just wanted to show you what happens if you don't know about it, the Holy Spirit, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, He wants to fill us. Can you say amen to that? And He wants you to receive the Spirit of God in your heart tonight in a new way, an empowerment and a baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire. Now again, those of you that have the ability and uh, obviously been baptized, just raise your hands, please. Now, only those that now raise their hands, you sit and the rest must be standing. Remain standing if you haven't spoken in tongues. Right, those people, come forward, please. If you cannot speak in tongues, come forward. Let's do that also. Amen. Amen. Stand here in the front. And now I'm asking my pastors to quickly come out because all the pastors have had a pre-notice that tonight 
there's going to be a lot of things in this place. So here is the thing. We've had baptism, and uh, we had, uh, after the baptism, we've also got another thing we want to make sure about, but I'll get to that in a moment's time. Right, now we've got all these people here, and the pastors, now I pray in the name of Jesus. Look at me, all these people in the front. Can you all see me? All the people in the front must be able to see me. Stand in such, such a way that you do see me. On the day of Pentecost, they were all, I just quoted that, Acts chapter 2, verse 1 and on. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, I just have a little habit, and this habit is like this. I just, I use George, he's a little bit taller, and uh, I won't strangle you, don't worry. I just select his vocal cords and begin to talk in tongues. Talk in tongues, George. That's not good enough. Talk in tongues. You see, I need to do it again, honey. <laughs> this guy is a naughty man, I tell you what. Always full of mischief. Don't worry, Jacques. <laughs> They're all very nervous now. It's funny. But it's like that. But they spoke in tongues as The Holy Spirit gave them utterance. So what happens here really? If you're a child of God, lift your hands and say these words, then we'll do the, the other one too. Lift your hands and say, according to the Bible, I now confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and His Lordship over my life. And I believe that God the Father raised Him from the dead. Therefore, I am saved. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Forgive me my sins. And this night, wash me in the blood of Jesus Christ. I thank you for now also baptizing me with the Holy Spirit of God Almighty, the living God. I worship you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Go ahead and minister to all the people here. Give the Lord a quick praise offering, everybody. I want everybody, right now, remember this is the Holy Spirit time. It's a lot of things happening in the Spirit. Please do not stop. If you're there, just bow your head and begin to pray. I do not want the Holy Spirit anointing to lift for me.
It's wonderful. It's like a, it's similar to a bee's nest if you walk right here in the front. You get the combined effect of all of these new people that are now filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. Give Jesus yet another praise offering. She says, The moment you're filled with Holy Spirit, you begin to speak in tongues. I tell you, God has blessed me with an opportunity to raise up all of these young and talented leaders. I'm really so appreciated, appreciative towards the Lord about this because this is years of labor and they are just doing so fine. I'm so proud of them. Give Jesus a praise offering. These people all spoke in tongues. Come on, praise the Lord in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's one thing I cannot, I cannot, just cannot let it go by, but would you all stand again? Thank you. Tonight you got exercise. What did you do at Little Falls Christian Center? Oh, we did exercise. What kind of exercise? Sit, sit, up, sit, up. That's good. Give Jesus a praise offering for that. Amen. Now in this place, all of you, there's a certain confession that we make concerning really being saved and getting your name written in the book of life. That confession is crucial to get your name eternally written in the book of life of the Lamb of God. So all of you right here in this place that have already made that confession of the faith, you've done it before and you just want to show me who you are, but you've, you've done that. It's Romans 10, 9, and 10. Do you know that? Okay. All of you, and only the ones that can do it, and I can check you, and I can ask you some questions about it if you haven't done it. Those that are raising your hand, you can do it, then sit down. And the rest remain standing again. Just stand. All of the people standing, please come to me. Come to me right now. Just come to me. Just come to me. Are you enjoying this? Yes. Now, here we are. <laughs> Pastor Jacques, just, we're now just going to take charge of this. Okay. Now, remember, there's one thing, dear people, very precious, very loved. Jesus loves you, okay? And that gives you a lot of courage in life. You are fine people, and you're much loved, all and every one of you. Very much loved and appreciated, all of you. This night, I'm asking that you consider this very serious situation. Paul, I mean, the Apostle Peter on that day of Pentecost said, Repent, therefore, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out and the times of refreshing of the presence of the Lord may come upon you. So, 
and you may be baptized in the name of the Lord and all those other things that we've dealt with those things. But tonight, it's a moment of change. It's a moment of stepping into a much higher, better, praise God forever for all of us that had this experience. Can you say amen? Give Jesus a praise offering. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, all you have to do is to follow me in this confession and really think of what I'm saying and do it, okay? So what I want you to do is close your eyes and lift your hands like this. This is that you raise your hands to the Lord. You raise your hands and everybody there, you can say it a million times, it will make no difference because you are saved. Say this after me in prayer. Say, according to the Bible, I now confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and I believe in my heart that God the Father raised His Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, from the dead. Therefore I am saved. I repent of sin. I turn away from all evil and the very appearance of sin. And I commit myself to you, Lord Jesus, as a temple of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord for doing this, by giving me life eternal tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I worship you, Lord, Almighty God. I thank you now. Wash away my sins. And write my name in the book of life of the Lamb of God. I thank you that I'm saved. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus is Lord of my life. Amen. Give the Lord a praise offering, everybody. Amen. Turning point, eh? Big, big, big. It was my biggest turning point. Life didn't make sense up to this point where you're standing now. After that, everything came into focus. There's Pastor Jacques, and he wants to have a few words extra, perhaps. A little bit of time, you go back again to your chair. After that, you can come straight back. Just follow that pastor. He's going to talk to you about this. That's right. Give Jesus a praise offering again. Amen. So what did we do tonight in one service? Never, ever done this before. Never before. But so is the leading of the Holy Spirit. I thank God for the leading of the Holy Spirit. And how about this for a preparation for Pentecost? So that on the day of Pentecost and the week that comes ahead of us now, everybody can talk in tongues. Everybody is saved. Everybody is filled with the Holy Spirit. And to my best of knowledge, everybody has been baptized. Everybody is into the reading of the Bible also. Now, let me tell you something. This book, the years have come. I have not, and they've gone. I, I have not ever come across anything like this. Just never, ever come across anything like this. I call it our prescribed book number one. His word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Can you say amen? amen? Our faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God. The word was with God. And the word was God. And then John 1:14, and the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. That's Jesus Christ, full of grace, full of mercy, full of love, for God so loved the world. And Jesus loved us, and he still loves us. Do you believe that? 
Now, what happens to a person now? There are two things. A lifelong fall in love with the Word of God. Now, we've had these read the Bible in a year. Uh, I don't know if there are any more of those left. The pastors are now scattered. Some of them are helping at the back. But we've had this that we gave out, the Read the Bible in a Year program. And I think at the back, as you go out, you need one, you can get one. And pick it up right on the date where we're supposed to be reading. It's one or two or three chapters, really nothing. At, per day, you read through it very quickly. You can use, I, I use once a year, I take a new study Bible. This is the current year one for me. And, um, and so I go through it. I've already gone through the New Testament. I'm busy with the second, uh, second time through here. Uh, through the New Testament, and I'm busy with also with the Old Testament and bringing that to a closure so that I will go to a next session going through it a second time in the year. And so we go on through the whole year. It burns into your heart. It burns into your spirit. And when you get into tough situations, man, you load it with the word. You can quote the word at, at a song. and You can live a life that is just actually, you know, they use the word supernatural too much unnecessary and boastful, but I'm telling you, it's for you, it'll be a supernatural experience as you harmonize and you put the word of God inside of you. It is written in John 3, 34, whom God sent spoke the word, therefore God didn't give him the spirit without measure. Now, from you, I just want to know this. How many of you will read this book, the Bible, to the best of your ability all the days of your life? Raise your hands right now. I thank you. I won't have you stand up on that one. But now, you want to stand up on that one? <laughs> Give Jesus a praise offering. Amen. <laughs> you know, I, I, I look at you, you know, I'm actually very much looking forward to the WhatsApp system because number one is we save about 30 to 40,000 rand on the budget for the SMSs. So that's out of the way now. This is just like, for free on the internet, just flows out in a second, you're there. And uh, there is, uh, I'm on the other side of the line and uh, it will be that I will be able to send you messages. I can send you a message. Listen to this, I can send you a vocal message. I can talk to you. See, see, you know, Ntatu, what are you doing today? Ntatu. Did you read your Bible today? <laughs> Don't worry, I won't do that sort of thing. I mean, you know, it's like that. Did you read your Bible today? Oh, she did say, yes. Did you tell the truth? Okay. And in both cases, you still tell the truth. Okay. So we see, the Bible is, is immense. It's just, I, I, I can't get enough of it. Just, it just takes me to the next level and to the next level. I realized some things. I saw things in the Spirit this week that completely captivated my attention. But moreover, now the last thing that must be done, I'm just going to tell you in the Bible, there was a mountain east of Jerusalem. More actually reminded me of it. It was called the Mountain of Corruption. For first King Solomon at the end of his days departed from the Lord and with his wives they built altars to idol gods and he would bow down with them 
And the Lord was displeased and took 10 tribes away from his son and only gave him son Judah and Benjamin and, of course, uh, the priests and the Levites of Jerusalem. The rest of them went after uh, Jeroboam towards the north, who was straight away a godless leader and led them all astray until the days of Elijah. And after that, when the Assyrians took them away. In the south, Judah carried on and the kings, the monarchy of King David carried on. So... Uh, there in the days of Solomon towards his end, he built this thing on that mountain called the mountain of corruption. And then after that, uh, the days went on that it would be called like that. It would be so that the mountain of corruption would become and get a new name. At the time of Jesus, we read of the Mount of the Olivet, the mountain of the olives. That was the ancient name. Now, on the days of Jesus, we suddenly read this Diwalaifbarg. That place, I tell you what, when Jesus walked, they cleaned that old place out. Can you say amen? That's just a wonderful thing. Now, you know, this mountain of corruption in South Africa and all the fraud, and all the corruption, and all the lies, and all the violence, and the raping of women, and the abuse of women, and children, and the sufferings in so many homes, and poverty, and things that have broken down. All of these things must be brought down. We need to, during Pentecost, replace the mountain of corruption and stand in the gap with for South Africa and pray that God would cause this land to build a new mountain, namely the house of the Lord God above all of the mountains that exist, that we would have a revival in the house of the Lord. And Pentecost, I don't know, yeah, I got five amens on a, on a revival now. How many want revival in this place? Give the Lord a proper praise after giving that. Hence, the prayer that precedes Pentecost will deal with that, namely the mountain of corruption, so that by Pentecost time, we'll build a new mountain of the righteous people of God, the praying and the spirit-filled and the baptized people of God, like an army. Okay, now, closing on that note just there quickly there, I said to you, I could send you a message, I could send you a picture. You say, what picture? Well, that's a secret. Amen. I send you a picture. I could send you a little video. I can even send you a nice, you know, song that just touched me in the middle of the week and just put it on WhatsApp. Can you say amen? Give the Lord a praise after you. <laughs> well, they just get that scan code for me behind my back, please. Just get it up there, please. I tell you what, these people, I love them. And I know this is going to take me a step closer to everybody. When this happens, you'll just become closer to me because I'll be able to access much quicker than the old system, an expensive system. Behind me is that code. Is it on the white screens? Yes. So if you haven't yet done it, raise up a cell phone towards it, take that picture, and you're online with me personally. Okay. Right, I'm going to leave you with that while you do that. Don't take it off the screen. Still people taking pictures, I notice. So, with that being said, now I want you to listen to me. 
And I want to promise you, I want, to, I want you to promise me that you're going to follow me now very carefully. Because now I get to what I wanted to get to. Remember I said to you that um, I'm going to give you a verse. And you know what? I've got it here in the Bible. And I can read it here in the Bible. One of the miracles that you do not know quite easily, it's in First Chronicles chapter number 5 and 18. First Chronicles 5, 18 to 22. If you turn there, then I'm just going to read it, make a quick remark, and then I'm getting to the point. Then I'm getting to the actual point, the factor that is so powerful. Here we read a very, can I almost say, unknown, hidden miracle of the Bible. Just a wonderful miracle as I was reading the Bible, in fact, this year, that I saw it. I thought, how did you ever miss out on that? But, okay. In Kronika 5, verse 18, 1 Chronicles 5, 18. The sons of Reuben, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh had 44,760 valiant men, men able to bear shield and sword, to shoot with a bow and be skillful in war, and who went to war. They made war, this is part of the tribes of Israel here, and they made war, verse 19, with the Hagrites. They were living in the northern Arabian areas, territory, Arabian territory. Jetur, Nafish, and Nodab. Now notice verse 20, here it begins. Now they were helped against them. Everybody say helped. So here are this crowd of people who helped them. And the Hagrites were delivered into their hands. All who were with them, for they cried out to God in battle. This here is one of the, the, the keys of another style of prayer. And uh, I'm going to get back to that. He heeded their prayer because they put their trust in him. I've made this red in my Bible. Just underline, put red, make sure I don't miss it again. Then they took away their livestock, 50,000 of their camels, and so on and so forth. And verse 22, look what happens next. For many of these people that had war with them, many fell dead, fell dead, because the war was God's. Who is the helper? The Lord. It was God on their side. So the Lord finished off this lot in a... This is a miracle. It's a major miracle in the Bible. We don't see it. We don't talk about it. I read over these things, and then suddenly I read it again. That's why it's good to read it over and over. They, number one, cried out to the Lord in the battle. He heeded their prayer, cried out prayer, because they put their trust in him. That means they relied on him. They exercised their faith and trusted him that he would help them. And he did. So this prayer came forward 
And they cried out to the Lord our God in the battle, and he heeded their prayer. Now, in the process, uh, it says here, and 2,000 of their donkeys, also 100,000 of their men, for many fell dead because of the war. The war was God's. God took over their war. Can you see that? That is a marvelous miracle that I missed. I can't believe it, but I missed it. You read over it, and you miss it. And you're here. Suddenly, look at this. Yeah, all these people falling dead. Wow. And the Lord helped them. Why did the Lord help them? Now I'm going up and down through this. My mind is now racing. And I see the key words in the Hebrew immediately. And then I see, okay, they cried out to the Lord, and he helped them. The result is people fell dead when God gets on the scene, when it comes to our enemies, spiritual enemies, I say. We're talking about spiritual enemies because we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We have to be, we are standing here for Jesus. Amen. Every soul that you lay your eyes on walking around is a soul that can be saved for God. And we need to realize that. So, they trusted him. If you trust in the Lord, you become like Mount Zion that cannot be shaken but forever endures. That's the other thing. Now, the thing of crying out to the Lord is what is important. This is a prayer, and let me say this to you very quickly. This is a prayer where in the height of, let's call this now the battle or calamity, or when people go, we've often heard about people going into a plane crash, God forbid that, or a car crash, God forbid that, that they, they would witness after all, afterwards, they just said, Jesus help. How many of you heard about that? And if anybody experiences a problem, they say, Jesus, okay? But when the problem is suddenly very big and life-threatening, it's a battle, you can, you can be killed. There are people running around with swords wanting to take out your life. They cried out to the Lord. I'm going to switch this for a moment, and I'm just going to say like this. Lord, help us. There's another thing. They what? They cried out to the Lord, and he heard their prayer. They did what? They cried out prayer. They cried out in prayer to the Lord. You put that together, quickly see that. So this prayer, when a person is in severe threat or danger or calamity or in trouble, when that sudden crisis comes upon you and you realize you're there, Jesus, help, they called out. In the Old Testament, the concept of talking of crying out to the Lord is one of the things that is a very intense. That one and fasting with prayer and the prayer of Hannah where she was there in the temple weeping before the Lord, that intensity, that purity of prayer. And of course, a believer, a child of God crying out to the Lord. Bad news comes in and they just shout to the Lord that he would inter intervene and save that situation. Have you got that picture now? Okay. Please do not forget it. There's a time in people's lives that they, know, that they need to know about this. Now, the Lord heard their prayer. Heard their what? And the situation was changed, right? 
And after that, it was just like in front of us, people are falling dead. Now, having said that to you, I want you all to look at me. And I want you all to focus for a moment. I love you. But let me tell you this. If I, I will use the I, the first person with a purpose here. If I, God knows, and he's my witness this night. If I did not pray, even as a child, I wouldn't have had the same protection as that which I enjoyed all the years of whatever study I did, school and thereafter. If I did not pray, and my parents did not teach me at least to pray the Our Father which art in heaven, the royal, royal prayer, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. If I was not taught that very early, yielded myself to the Lord, I don't think I would have fulfilled the plan of God for my life and even deliverance from evil. If I did not pray before major exams that I had to face in my life, if I did not pray, if I didn't call upon the name of the Lord and said, Lord, help me with this, I wouldn't have passed that exam necessarily because I would have trusted in myself instead of the Lord. But now the Lord came and the Lord helped me. Everybody say to yourself, the Lord helped me. If I did not pray that day and made a vow to God and say, Lord, if I really do well in this exams, then I tell you this university stuff, then I tell you now, I, if I do well, I will serve you this day. Hear me now. I will serve you with my whole family. If I didn't pray that day, I wouldn't have made the vow. Give Jesus a praise offering. If I did not keep on praying, I wouldn't have arrived at a place where they appointed me in those years as the chairman of the SABC Christian Society. And now we were praying as a group and we saw miracles. I wouldn't have seen those miracles there at the SABC, right in the SABC, I wouldn't have seen any of those miracles happen. I wouldn't have been greatly encouraged by those miracles. If I did not pray when the Lord like kind of patted me on the shoulder and said, you made a vow to me. If I did not pray, I tell you this day, I would not have been on this way, friend. But because I prayed, I know today that the Lord began to answer prayers and strange things happened to Morton and I. We were a young couple. We had four children. And then we prayed together and we dived into the waters, the deep waters, and I walked out on the road of faith. I had nothing, had no salary. I gave up all the perks of a senior officer at that time at the SABC. Just gave it all up, just walked away from it. That's the end of it. If I did not pray, I would not have come to this West Rand, and I wouldn't have arrived here to go to people, both of them are gone on to be with the Lord, in their backyard find a pulpit, I think it's one of those two pulpits there, the first pulpit of the church, if I did not pray. You know, if I did not pray, 
I wouldn't have responded and in 1981 joined the AFM Theological College. I wouldn't have gone there. But when one of the ministers said to me, do you want to be you? Do you want to become a pastor? You. I couldn't say no. The next thing I knew, I was in the theological college. But because I am a, a fresh university student, they just put me straight in, graduated, all of that stuff. They put me in on correspondence. If I did not pray, I wouldn't have come to the West Rand, and you better know I would not have started the Bible school. If I did not pray in those early years and saw God heal people, I mean, I saw big miracles take place. And it was as if, if I prayed about nine months and suddenly they began to happen. It's like God, I pray and I pray and I pray and I endure and I pray and I pray and I don't stop praying and I pray. I learned something there. Nine months and a major miracle happened after church in my house. God straightened the spine of a woman like that. She was like that, like that. The next thing happened, her leg grew. And the next thing happened, her arms, the one arm was shorter, that also grew. They went wild. Maud came, she went to go make some tea in the kitchen. She came running to see what's happening. This woman was like crying out to the Lord with joy. And I stood there and I would, that would be the beginning of many miracles that I would see God even raise the dead. I would see God heal cancers. Those years of so much prayer, if I did not pray, I wouldn't have been the senior pastor that launched this church and planted it here. If I did not pray, I wouldn't have seen a single miracle all the days of my life, even now and even until we go to heaven if I don't pray. If I didn't believe in a living God who answers prayer, I've been lost on the road and going around. But prayer taught me to trust in the Lord. If I did not pray, the Bible school of 1986 would not have met its budget because it was like an impossibility situation. And on top of that, I still poured out whatever was left in the bank account, told Erica, it's here, most probably she's here tonight, where is Erica? There she sits. And I told her, empty, there she sits over there. And I told her, write a check to the Apostolic Faith Mission, the AFM, and send them to their missions department, send them whatever we've got left in our bank account. And I don't know, she will know the, the exact amount, but we just gave it all. And the following night, a man walked in and he opened a blue bag, School of Evangelism. He zipped it open, and he poured open on my table. I just saw money falling out here. When later on, Erika would come in, and we would start around the table counting this, it was the exact budget to the cent that was met. If I did not pray, it would never have happened. If I didn't step out in faith with prayer, we pray over that. If I didn't do it, it wouldn't have happened. If I did not pray on Sundays, I would be a noisy, clanging cymbal. Are you listening to me? A laden cymbal, a clunk and a metal in the Afrikaans language. I just make a lot of noise. There would be, there would be 
substance of sort, but no evidence. If I did not pray, I wouldn't have developed as a leader as I ought to have, and God expected me, seeing I vowed that to him. I then came to the wasteland, filled the church with new people as we came here. If I tell you what, if I did not pray, we would have still been in that tent. We were in a tent then. And then I prayed. I said, Lord, will you get us a place? We've got to get out of it. This place is just a terrible place for a church. We're three, three kilometers outside of the city in those days. It was outside the city limits. So we moved to a factory. On the day we moved to the factory, there was a strange sign. There was a halo around the sun. And that circle around the sun was there. Everybody spoke about it. I made the announcement on that same day there was this halo. And, you know, everybody says, come look, come look, come look. And we did that. When we got to the factory, when I said, we're moving to this building, on the day that I make the announcement, we're moving to this building, the first to know, of course, was my staff. I walked out. There was the halo around the sun a second time. I remember sitting there with, with a very inferior camera, camera sort of, Okay, right, I'm gonna, I can't take a picture straight into the sun. I will move sort of half in the shadow, half in the sun, and so that I could just get that halo. It was an amazing thing that happened. This year, very interesting, I've actually got the picture of it. This year, such a halo appeared very close to where I live in Krugerstorp, on the Krugerstorp side. I live down here, down in the valley, that way there. And the same halo appeared, and they had discussion, what on earth is that? There was even like a striking down of a shaft of light towards the earth. That is all the time. And I thought, if I did not pray, none of these things would happen. If I did not continue to pray, I tell you what, God has given me very good health. Make no mistake about that. But if I didn't pray, I don't think I would be this healthy. He can take me any time, but I ascribe to the Lord. Give the Lord a praise offering for that. How many of you in this place that I personally lay hands on, in this place, that you be filled with the Holy Spirit? You raise your hand. Wave with your hands right now. Okay. Pentecost is a coming. There's some people that did not do that. I could say to you, will you all stand? And the rest remain standing. And then say, you haven't seen that. But I prayed for people by the thousands in my life. And time and again, I would go into prayer and prayer. Then came the fastings with prayer. Then we saw demons moved out that couldn't move out just by normal prayer. We were hungry, but we were full of the Spirit of the Lord. Pentecost was on his way in my life and in such a way that when I did break those many fasts that I did, and, and when I did break those fasts, I was actually disappointed because I could feel there was not the same presence of God and I was not that sensitive to the Holy Spirit. If I did not pray, I would not stand here tonight and I would not be able to minister to you tonight and you'd call me an old man but now i got news for you. I'm strong in the Lord and the power of His might. If I did not give the Lord a praise of Him. Now, 
I can go on if I did not pray. But now I want you, and now you can do this, and say this. You may remain seated, but raise both your hands. Close your eyes. I'm doing the same as you. Hands up, close your eyes. I'm going to make a statement, and then I want you to practice that statement, even if it's just for a minute or two. Maybe you should stand because that's important enough and the band must come forward right now. Wherever the band are, they must come out. Okay, now, would you all raise your hands to the Lord? Just stay in the presence of the Lord and say this question to yourself. What, ha what would have happened? Say this, what would have happened if I did not pray? Let's do it again, get it smooth. What would have happened if I did not pray? Therefore, I want you to stand up. Don't, don't talk after me now because I'm through with that. I want to say to you, just bow your heads. And I want you to think now only about yourself. And say to yourself, what would have happened to me? if I didn't pray to the Almighty God in the name of Jesus, to God the Father, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, by faith I prayed in the hope of great answers and miracles and changes as the Lord does. The Bible is full of it where people do pray and the same thing happens over and over. What would have happened to you if you did not pray? Stand there and just think. I'm going to give you a minute or two it's now between you and God, and you think about your history and what would have happened to you if you did not pray. say this aloud. Yes, Lord Jesus, I commit myself. I will again pray and stir up faith that you are listening to me and indeed you are my helper. Just as in that miracle, I thank you, Lord. I commit myself this night to a life of prayer. Let me never forget the 14th of the month of May, just before Pentecost, I shall pray the rest of my life in Jesus Christ's name. Give Jesus a praise offering like that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on, give Him praise. Give Him praise tonight.
lift him up this evening.
a very, very important night through night prayer coming up Friday. Are you serious about the nation going through change? You know, I've always said this, we as a church, and I know there are other churches all over our country praying for it, but if we as a church are alone, standing in faith, one will set a thousand to ten thousand. Folk, on Friday night, through to Saturday morning, we are going to push back the darkness over this nation. Amen. We're going to bring down that mountain. Amen. And we're going to focus, we're going to focus on change, on, on deliverance in our nation. Now, I want to say, please do not miss that opportunity. Seven o'clock, come as though the entire nation depends only upon you. And when we have that attitude, I believe with all my heart that God will pull down the strongholds yes. in our land. Amen. Father, I lift up our nation now in Jesus' name. I lift up this congregation. I thank you for the praying saints. I thank you, Father, that you hear our prayer. And Lord, that the enemy of our nation, we know that our enemy is not flesh and blood, but it is spiritual forces. Well, Lord, we're going to come against those spiritual forces. We are going to pull down the darkness in our land. We are going yes. to prophesy and call out the name of Jesus yes. over our land. We're going to call healing and deliverance over our Amen. land. And we thank you, Father, that no weapon formed against us and our nation will be able to stand in Jesus' mighty name. Give the Lord a praise. Amen. Amen. I have not, in all these years, have a night like tonight, covering all the aspects to complete and to sanctify and to bring all the people into the unity of the Spirit. Are you ready now for Pentecost? Before Pentecost even happened, you're on fire. How many of you are on fire tonight in this place? Bless you. Bless you. Do you know that we love you? All right. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. We bless you and we say in the name of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, all God's people said, Amen. Give the Lord a praise offering. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.